Hello everyone, it's your boy Amiga Aaron here. Tonight, I've got a special treat uh, that's been months in the making. Flashback to January 2020, before the whole year went down to crapper, and we thought we might have something good going. And it started off great, at least for Boat, John Boat of Car Schaller, who made his way to Ireland for the big Irish Amiga uh, convention over there, Amiga Ireland 2020. Good time was had by all. Better time for some than others. Some of us had to stay behind. And I found myself uh, watching the festivities uh, on Twitter uh, with several other uh, people in the Amiga community. Some luminaries such as uh, uh, Doug from the 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast. And all of a sudden, uh, something made its way across my uh, gaze. And what it was, was this webpage. Uh, this is the uh, Aeronet Retro Products webpage, and this little item is the Unamiga A500 header. Now, I'd never heard of this product. Well, that's not true. I'd heard, I'd heard of it, but didn't give it much thought because it didn't get a whole lot of coverage the first go-around. But I started reading these statistics on this thing, and that looked great. I mean, if we look through here, you've got, uh, the, it's got an FPGA on it. Uh, you can see right here, 24-bit video DAC output to a VGA. Uh, power with a micro USB. Uh, you've got your. Uh, it comes with a micro SD reader. It's a 14-bit uh, audio DAC. It's got two different outputs for the audio. Joystick and Amiga mouse support. Uh, you can also plug in a PS2 mouse or keyboard. Uh, it's got a. Uh, it's got basically a built-in GoTech for all intents and purposes. It also fits a Checkmate case, and it runs at A20. Uh, quite nicely, allegedly, with 20 megs of memory and 2 megs of chip RAM. Everything on here looked great, and the price uh, was particularly appealing. 125 euros, uh, which as I recall was, uh, at the time, was somewhere in the ballpark of 150 bucks. A pretty good deal, it seemed like, for such an item. Now, I must admit that I was watching the festivities in Ireland in a jealous way, <laughs> because I didn't get to go, and it looked like it was a lot of fun. I didn't get to go last year either. And so I thought to myself, well, since you didn't get to go to Amiga Ireland, uh, you can get yourself a goodie. And so uh, I bought myself two things that day. I bought a, a uh, GoTech with a display for my A1200. And I went ahead and purchased a, a, an Amiga. And I wasn't the only one. I know Doug purchased one. Several other people purchased them. There weren't a ton of these things to be, to be uh, divvied out. Uh, but uh, I thought, I'm going to jump on this. And uh, shipping was promised sometime a couple months later. Seemed like a good deal. So uh, this was at the end of January. And you know what happened in March. Uh, the whole world went south. And in big chunks of the world, it was before March. It was, of course, it came across. The COVID virus came across. Uh, started in China and moved, moved right across. And sure enough, we all got hit. Well, uh, it, it caused all sorts of production, manufacturing, and shipping issues that were, I mean, you had to forgive them because you know, we were on the same boat and it was just something that happened. And so uh, I knew it was going to be a, a good while before my own Amiga arrived. Uh, I uh, uh, will say that um, the fellow, I hope his name is pronounced Edu, E-D-U, uh, he was very forthcoming with what he was going through. Uh, there was no panic. He pretty much had everything lined up. It just took a little longer uh, than we expected. So, 
I have uh, eagerly been checking my mail over the past uh, weeks and months. Now, about two weeks ago, I got word that Doug received his in the mail. And I was very excited because I was hoping mine would come any day. Well, it did not. <laughs> they drug on and on. But finally today, when I got home from work, lo and behold, this package arrived here from uh, España, Spain, uh, home of Eduardo. And lo and behold, I believe this is the item in question. And so, gentle viewer, I'm going to open this right now. I'm going to attempt to open it. And we're going to gaze upon what you get. What's in the box, as it were? And you can see I've never opened this. I mean, it's locked tight, taped, taped everywhere. Uh, uh, we're going to look at it together and see what's in this sucker. And then we're going to put it in, and we're going to fool with it. Uh, and see, kick the tires on it, if you will. See how it goes. So, this also supposedly comes with a SD card. So, I'm just going to get everything out of here, and then we'll have a quick look at it all. Uh whenever it's out so there we go and I think I think that's all she got so let's see what we got in here um, first off we've got ourselves a, a USB cable uh, this is just a uh, micro it's a USB 2 micro this is your power cable right. then you've got <laughs> hilariously you've got your European power adapter, uh, which I won't be using this, but I'm pretty sure that I've, any of these uh, will work. I've got plenty. And here is a card. This was promised as part of the deal, a 16 uh, gig card that has been pre-formatted and it's ready to go. Here it is, the piece de resistance. So let's have, pop this thing open here and see what it looks like. It's funny when this showed up, I uh, didn't know what to expect, frankly, in terms of packaging. Uh, was it? Would it be in a box? Would it be in an envelope? Could you ship something like this in an envelope that far? Well, you can, <laughs> apparently, because here it is. Oh yeah! Now, feet firmly on floor as we pull this out. And this looks quite interesting. Get rid of the ESD safe bag. And we've got here, he's actually got, uh, this actually is, I think there's a connector in here, so this is why this is taped down. Let me see if I can find the end of the tape here. There we go. So, oh yes. And there is the main event. So, there you have it. This is the Unamiga. Right, get a good hard look at what you're getting here. Now, you can see the series of ports in question. You've got your uh, joystick and mouse ports, stereo jacks right here, all three, PS2 ports for your uh, mouse and keyboard if you decide to go that route, VGA port, uh, power port. Um, this is your uh, power. This is a, You can power this thing with the jack as well. Uh, this is, I'm not sure what that is. I mean, it could be a power. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what these two items are. We'll find out. And then you've got your SD card right there. Then you've got this, the Cyclone 5 core board. Have a quick look at that. Um, the brains of the outfit. Uh, you've got written on here, Amiga, Unamiga 500, A500 header 1.4 and with the credits and the and they thank uh, the people that pitched in. And then you've got down here, this is nice. Uh, they've got written in 
of the supporters. And <laughs> amazingly, I'm a, the number one supporter on here. I guess due to my name, you can. It's got all the people that bought this. I see myself. And of course, there's Tenmark. As I look down through here, I'm going to see if I know anybody else. Oh, I see more than one or two repeat offenders. People that I know from uh, the Amigos and from a few of the podcasts. Of course, you got your buzzer there. And you've also got a header here and here. Now, and a few other headers. Here's your power LEDs and whatnot. Again, this will go into a uh, the uh, checkmate cases, which not the worst idea. Now, so what would you do with said thing? Well, I happen to have a hollowed out Amiga here. Lo and behold, standing by. And theoretically, it should fit thusly. So let's give it a shot. Look at that. That is what you're going to get. Uh, when you plug this in your case. And you can see the ports line up as such. Uh, of course, it's not using all the ports, uh, but it wouldn't need uh, quite a few of these. How will this thing run? I mean, obviously, you won't be hooking any uh, Amiga floppy drives up to this or uh, uh, any peripherals. Uh, so, uh, why would one get this? Uh, well, I happened to, uh, amazingly... And I can't speak for everyone else, but I had an Amiga 500 that was no good. I've got the board sitting over there. Uh, I mean, it may be an easy fix, it may not, but I just happen to have the opportunity to have one to stick in it uh, with a working keyboard. I should mention, in case you haven't read about these, uh, the uh, uh, the Amiga's keyboard will plug right in here. And so when everything is bolted in, uh, what you should have here is uh, an Amiga 500 with a special board. I, I mean... Uh, obviously, it's an FPGA. Your opinion on those may vary. In fact, mine varies daily, if you want the truth. Uh, the uh, But, uh, I thought it would be fun to play with it, to be honest with you. And, something that I found interesting is, uh, Eduardo um, released uh, test footage of a RAM expansion that fits on top of the Cyclone 5 core. And with that, he was actually playing, among other things the new ZX Next uh, like FPGA uh, on this board. So this this board, the Unamiga board here, uh, to a certain extent, can act like a, a uh, Mr. or a Mist. I'm sure not in the same ballpark, but uh, you know, as such, and I must admit, uh, I did not get in on the ground floor of the uh, ZX Next, which is, it looks like a brilliant project. It did very well. Uh, and I don't know if I'll get in on the next batch if they ever have one. Uh, but uh, it would be nice to be able to kick the tires on it, frankly, uh, without having to do much extra. I asked him what the uh, RAM expansion would cost. And it was relatively inexpensive. 15 bucks, I think what he said. 15 euros, uh, which 20 bucks. That seems like a pretty fair deal. And hopefully those are a lot easier to ship and take a lot less time to get here. Uh, I've been monitoring the shipping on this, and it left, it left the point of departure May 21st, and as I record this today, it's June 22nd, so it took one full month for this board to get to me after it was shipped, so there's that. Uh, now again, in different times, the shipping may be shorter. Uh, so what we're going to do is, I'm going to fasten this bad boy down, and we're going to kick the tires on it and see uh, what we uh, can do. I printed out the manual for this quite a while back. I've got it here and uh, if we need it we'll consult it and I've got a VGA monitor standing by and so we will shoot some footage and we'll see what we think. So uh, kick back, uh, relax 
and let's see what we can get up to. Just a note about the installation of the Unamiga into a 12 foot or 500 case. I had trouble. Um, I didn't expect it. Uh, getting it to, uh, this thing to fasten down. Uh, there's really. It's funny when you take out the uh, the bracketing and whatnot, and you can't. This metal cover won't work. Uh, it just doesn't. I mean, it doesn't fit in there like you would like. I mean, I guess suppose you could put it back in, but uh, with the different ports and stuff, I'm just not going to stick that back in there. And so, uh, you've got to fasten this thing down. It's got to kind of be clever. But once you uh, once you get to the point where you're ready to go, it's a simple task of just plugging the keyboard into the appropriate slot. Uh, that's pretty much all the installation says. Uh, it says to be careful with ESD and to uh, uh, make sure you uh, check everything. By the way, I found out this little switch back here is a reset switch. Uh, so we've got that in. So we're going to uh, put the top on the sucker and then we're going to fire it up. So let's see how it goes. Okay, we've got this thing mounted in here. Sorta. This was not a drag and drop situation. I went ahead and went back and used the shielding just because I'd have some place to put screws in and to actually fasten this thing down. The uh, Unfortunately, the uh, Unamiga does not line up perfectly to where these ports are usable, so I had to do a little sketchy tech and cut away areas so I could make this microphone fit. This right here would not fit without being cut away, and the SD card also was not a fit. It's barely a fit now, but it does work. Uh, and of course, you've got different ports here, so you've got some empties here. Everything else fits okay. These ports here, these joystick ports, are not what I would call the uh, the most expensive. I don't think they're garbage or anything, but they're not my favorites. So we're going to go ahead and put the keyboard in this thing and give it a whirl, but that was no easy task, I can tell you that. Uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, when I looked to find examples of how these were to be installed online, I found exactly none. So you may be looking at the only footage of an Unamiga actually installed in an Unamiga into a case. We will find out more as we continue. Okay, so what you were seeing there uh, actually took place about two weeks ago. And it has taken me a while to get to the point where I could finish this video. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the Unamiga. Uh, I had an issue. And the issue was uh, pretty bad. Uh, I... Uh, Shortly after I, what you just saw, where I had to put the Unamiga in the um, metal the metal shielding that came with the original 500 case, before I get a bunch of grief about snipping those ports on that case, uh, that ca the uh, the case is fine. The uh, shielding was super rusty and nasty, unusable. So, and then any qualms about clipping some of that area out to accommodate the Unamiga, but it's something to think about. Uh, if you uh, get it on Amiga. Something else to think about is that the instruction manual really doesn't give you any help when it comes to mounting these. Uh, we saw Doug have issues in the uh, in his video when he tried to mount this in a check, uh, checkmate case and I had some issues as well. Uh, if you're going to try to mount this in an Amiga 500 your mileage may vary and the funny thing is the manual I had clearly was for the first revision of this board and the pictures didn't match up to what I had. So it was sort of a, uh, I was sort of left in a, in a bad spot in terms of mounting. Now, I will say, uh, my little uh, fix, which included uh, pulling away a little bit of that metal, uh, it worked. It worked well, and I've had no problems, and it mounted right up. And it sits in there quite nicely, but at which, you know, you saw, but something to think about. Uh, 
that wasn't the big issue I had. Uh, the big issue I had was when I powered it up. I'm going to power this thing up now. It's now hooked up. This is the Amiga. Now, don't panic. My LEDs are out of my keyboard, which, again, this was a junk 500. That's why I chose it. So I'm going to hit the on button here. You'll see I've got this mouse hooked up and this monitor. Now, do you see this little dot right here? It's hard to see on the screen there, but it's a red dot. Uh, when I powered this up for the first time, what I got was a blue dot. Uh, which I knew wasn't right uh, because I'd seen footage of these things booting and sure enough uh, when this booted up I noticed that I had a missing color effectively uh, there was a color that had that had something was going on it was not firing and so uh, when this thing comes up to the tiny launcher here uh, this looked all wrong it was it was all messed up and so what's to do well what I did was uh, contacted Edu Edward uh, the gentleman that made these out of Spain and sent him some pictures of my board. Of course, the board was pristine uh, because it's not like you had to do anything major to put it into the uh, Amiga 500. And he informed me that after looking over uh, the board in detail, that I had four resistors that were the incorrect value. Now, these were uh, 75K resistors, 75 kiloohm resistors. He said the correct resistors that were to be put there were 75 ohms, which is a huge difference. Think about electronics. And I was nervous. I'm like, holy smokes. So uh, he said, he asked me if I, he said I could ship this back, which I mean, I it's fine. And uh, I said, I think I can change these. I mean, I, I, I spent a long time at IBM do, doing circuit board repair. So working on these is no difficult thing for me. So I took it to work and used our uh, equipment to put four 75 ohm resistors on. Now, I'll tell you up front, I did not think this fix was going to work. What I thought was wrong with it, and I had mentioned this to him in an email, is that the DAC, the 24-bit DAC video uh, chip on the uh, board looked askew. Uh, I did a lot of pin checking back when I worked in complex repair, and the, it looked like that the uh, chip was off, was not properly aligned on the pads. This is a very fine... Uh, leg chip, uh, but you know, I, it just happens to be something that I did at IBM. And so anyway, I changed the resistors, hooked it back up. It did not work. Again, I had that blue dot and the colors were missing. I knew right when it started, I was like, this isn't working. So I thought, well, I've got two choices here. I can send this back to Spain, and I knew it had taken me forever to get this thing. Or I could just go ahead and say the heck with it risk my 150 bucks and try to repair the board myself. And so I'm fortunate in that uh, where I work, there is a, uh, a hot air knife, uh, which you can use to reflow uh, chips, uh, reflow the legs on chips. And I was taking a gamble that this thing was close enough that if I had a little solder and reflowed it, I could get it to flow one of the pads. So I took it to work and uh, flexed it up and reflowed it. And lo and behold, glorious day, I hooked it up and it came right up. Now, um, Edu had also told Doug that he had the similar problem with the resistors. This problem with the resistors, I don't, I don't know what to say about. Frankly, that's a pretty big mistake. Uh, if you want the truth, four resistors that were were that far off. I mean, you're talking, you know, <laughs> I mean, 75 ohm resistors are nothing. 75 kilo ohm resistors are something, you know. So it's, uh, it's strange that that could happen. But having came from a manufacturing background, these things happen. Uh, all that said. Um, I talked to Doug quite a bit, Tenmark, about his and the problems he was having. And I, I ought to admit, my initial 
views on the Unamiga were not positive because of the experience it had. The the kind of ch chintzy documentation in terms of mounting the thing, the uh, lack of, of, uh, of support in some areas, and also, frankly, the just the poor, this sort of overlooked design of these things. I mean, it's just amazing to me that you could that you can miss this stuff uh, because, like I said, I mean, I I mean, I'll admit I'm a skilled I was I was I had knowledge in the production of circuit boards, and they, it's funny I just happened to have one of these that did that. And I wonder how many others are askew. I mean, what are the odds that I would know how to fix a flat pack like that, and also I, and I would get one of these in the mail? It just it boggles the mind. Nevertheless. Uh, I was not real high on the Unamiga, and uh, I will say uh, at today, uh, June or July 7th, I've had a little over two weeks to play with the Unamiga. Uh, I've already done a stream of gameplay, uh, which I'll link up uh, if you're interested in seeing the actual unit at work, uh, because uh, that uh, that will give you a good idea of what you're looking at. But I will tell you my feelings on this, and this is why it took me so long to make the end of this video, because I just wanted to really sit down and, and kick the tires on this thing, a working version. And I can tell you without hesitation, <clears throat> this is probably the best money I ever spent on, on an Amiga. Uh, and I say that in no, no uncertain terms. Um, if you are a, a, an American who has played in the Amiga world for some time, you realize all the difficulties there are just in getting your games to run. Uh, I've got a CD32, I've got an Amiga 1200, I've got a uh, an Amiga 1000, you know, they're all NTSC, and the only thing I ever got any good use of was the Amiga 600 I had, and it was because it was PAL. Uh, PAL is a big deal, and it's it's a big hassle to run games uh, without, uh, let me boil it down. The Amiga is a great computer, but it's a continual pain in the butt to run anything. Anyone that's got one knows that. There's kickstarts, there's uh, memory requirements, there's all this stuff that makes it difficult to get just sit down and play a game. Right? And I can tell you folks, and anyone that knows me or the Amigo show, we, we play games. Me and Boat don't mess around, we play games. Uh, and I can tell you that this has changed my play style, my playing. I play so much more Amiga than I have in the past. I mean, I've got an Amiga, it's off camera, but there's an Amiga 1200 sitting right here, and there's an Amiga 1000 right here. This is what I use. It's simple, it almost always works, and it plays everything uh, very crisply. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, this particular uh, FPGA is clocked, I think it's 25 megahertz uh, versus the uh, 20 megahertz that a normal Amiga runs. And I would say this actually runs probably a little bit quicker than that. And it runs, it does its job. I wanna play games. Uh, I modified this front end uh, with all the WHD loads, it plays all the ADFs uh, perfectly. Uh, not well, that's not true. It plays all the ADFs, but it may or may not work. Is this thing 100% compatible uh, with all Amiga games? No, absolutely not. Uh, we found I can think of two or three off the top of my head. Uh, Pinball Illusions I cannot get to work. The AGA, the non-AGA uh, don't work. Uh, we also can't get Zool AGA to work. Uh, and Zool also work, they, but we can't get them to work without uh, artifacts. Uh, and there are a few others, uh, but I would rate compatibility somewhere around the 95% point thus far. And I've had about two and a half weeks to play with this thing. Um, the fact that you can use a, a, pro, a PS2 mouse, gold. It makes all the mouse games m much more fun. I've got my uh, uh, wireless 
USB joystick controller hooked up, so I'm using my uh, little generic gamepad for most of the games. Works great with this thing. You can have two joysticks plugged in at all times. There's no more swapping out a mouse, which is great. Uh, having it all in the nice package of an Amiga 500 is great. Now, here's the million dollar question. If Edu runs another batch of these, uh, would I recommend them? Uh, two weeks ago, I would have unequivocally said no. Uh, but, I'm going to, you know, Edu is a prolific hardware designer uh, and does a lot of good work. And I suspect that the mistakes made on the Unamiga version 2 uh, will be rectified in the third version. So, uh, giving this man the benefit of the doubt, uh, would I recommend the Unamiga for a third, uh, if he runs a third wave, which I've been told he will be doing? Absolutely. I would recommend it to people that just want to play games. I would recommend it to people that don't want to screw around. You know, Doug looked at uh, Doug looked at various um, production, pro, you know, productivity software and stuff, and it, he seemed to be happy with awesome. But if, as far as I'm concerned, the price is right for your gamer. Now, do you need to put this in an A500 case? You can. You know, would I sacrifice an A500 for it, a working one? No. But uh, would I, if I had a junk case sitting around? Would I do it? Absolutely. Would I do it if I had to build my own little case? Yes. Would I put it, this in a checkmate? Probably not. If you're spending all that money in a checkmate, you probably ought to put something in there that is uh, more fitting the case. I mean, this is, I think this is a little bit subpar for that. You know, but I think it's overall, the quality on this thing, once it, once I fixed it, has been astoundingly good. Uh, and you get uh, you get a lot of options to run a lot of stuff. You Being able to switch uh, between the 68,000 all the way up to 6820 on the fly is great. Being able to uh, toggle slow memory and fast memory is great. I mean, you really do accommodate uh, a lot of games. And I told Doug when we were discussing this, you know, uh, one thing you've got to remember about these is that when you're having trouble running stuff, it's not necessarily the Unamiga's fault. It's, this is an Amiga. You're going to run into problems because that's just the way it is. Uh, you, you know, sometimes you have to use weird software to get stuff to run do you know kickstarts and whatnot but uh, there are some glitches in here i don't know if they're fpga glitches or they're unamiga glitches because i don't have an fpga this is the first one i've ever had now uh, for those of you who say uh, the fpga is not a true amiga you're right uh, I, I i can't lie to you i can't disagree with you um i have always used emulation never had a problem with it i'm just one of those guys i've got plenty of real amigas here and so uh, this is this is this will be my day-to-day game-playing Amiga Amiga in quotes. Uh, it, it's not a hang-up for me, uh, to be honest with you. Plus, I'll, the the proof of the matter is the thing is 125 bucks or you know, euros plus tax or whatever. I think I paid. I think I've got about 150 American dollars in it, give or take. I've been told that the new version of this is going to run around 150. Uh, euros so uh, you know about 25 bucks more it's worth it uh I, this is the a great solution uh for a game player or someone who just likes to have ease of use you know uh there's something to be said for just having all the amiga software at your fingertips without the daily struggle you don't have to worry about 30 year old hardware you don't have to worry about uh swapping around compact flash cards. You don't have to worry about a bad disk drive. Uh, you don't have to worry about a, a blown cap. Uh, 
what you've got to do is sit down and play your games or do what you want to do. Uh, and it, if you look at it from that aspect, I think uh, a lot of people would agree that it, it's a it's a good purchase. So that's my two cents worth. I've had some uh, footage floating over this while you've been watching which from my live stream. Uh, if you want to catch my live stream with Amiga, uh, I will link it up at the end of the video. Uh, we had a good time. We tried a lot of different stuff, and uh, I should be doing another one real soon. But I just wanted to summarize the video uh, today after a few weeks of play and tell you that I do, in fact, give this a, a high recommendation, provided that Edu, on his next round, takes care of these flaws. And one final thought, which I've talked with Boat about and with Doug, when you buy one of these boutique, very limited-run products, uh, uh, you don't know who's making them. You don't know uh, what kind of uh, quality is done in the R&D or the parts or the design, if there were design issues, or who's making them, who's manufacturing them. So you've got to be willing to risk that money, uh, frankly. I mean, it is a gamble. And uh, I, I can gamble. I'm not a rich man, but I can gamble 125 bucks on this, especially since I knew that Idu had a, had a good rep uh, and lived up to it. Again, he stood by his product and was more than happy to take it back and replace it. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to get, take it. You know, I didn't have to take that in. But uh, it's something to consider when you buy one of these things, because right, not just these, with anything, you may want it. It may sound great, but make darn sure you're confident in the gentleman or lady that's selling it to you, because at the end of the day, all you have is their word uh, that these things are going to work uh, or get shipped, uh, for that matter. So it's something to think about. Uh, and when you put things in perspective like that, you can't, really can't get mad at anybody because. You knew the risk you were taking when you when you sent them to cash. So that's sort of my philosophy on it. Anyway, uh, that's all for me, your sketchy tech amigo Aaron. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, adios.